joke too luckily we didn't get what flu last mm-hmm. couple weeks ago from lost lands at least i didn't so you guys went mm-hmm. yeah how, how was it it was pretty good this year dude like he keeps expanding the festival to a point where i feel like it's one of the biggest festivals in the nation now one of the biggest yeah i mean obviously besides like the insomniac stuff like throw those True. out but lost yeah. lands seven stages like did you see that campsite stage no, I didn't. I didn't go at this time. Honestly, like, I don't know what it is. I just, I just can't go to festivals. Yeah. I, like if I'm not playing, I just don't feel like going. I don't know why. It's just like in me. It's just like, I, I just, I have this like instant fear of just going to the festival and then someone coming up to me and then going, you playing? <laughs> and I'm of going, course. and me going, <laughs> No, and that I feel like that conversation is going to happen so many times throughout the day that I just want to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I mean, a yeah. lot of artists that we talk to, they're like, I don't even want to go unless I'm playing. I can totally understand that. That's that it's like a weird, even though you're feeling a FOMO in the house, but like it will be a worse FOMO that you're not on the stage. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's different because I feel like for some artists who are just now getting into the scene, it's a good motivator for mm-hmm. them to go and network and meet people and then yeah. think to themselves like, hey, maybe next year I'll be there. But like I if mean- you already played festivals and you've already gone, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you don't get booked, you know, that year, it's just kind of like, well, what's the point of even going? <laughs> I know quite a lot of people like Joe B. He he went mm-hmm. he, he went straight from like UK and he flew all the way to Lost Lands to just like pretty much network. Which is great. Honestly, as an upcoming artist, like you want to um, network and stuff. It's a great place to be to network, especially this. That's just your community. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say that too. Like with the travel thing, I feel like that's what really like nails the coffin and not wanting to go. Cause I don't know how those artists do it. Like someone was telling me that Wooly, he went for, I want to say like Thursday or Friday, maybe his set Friday, he flew out the next morning to play in Atlanta. And then he flew back to Lost Lands and played on Sunday again. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's whack. Uh, that really is. I, I had yeah. a four day, like I, I had something like that as well, where I had to do four shows in four days. So it was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then come back on Sunday. It was brutal, man. I've done shows where I had to do like three shows a day. And it was whack. <laughs> Holy <laughs> we, cow. I had to do Dude. 12. I had to do 12 noon set and then do a 3 p.m. set and then go do a headlining set at like 12 at night and then go to bed and then do another show the next day. <laughs> oh, my God. What was that for? Uh, that was just like my uh, I think that was like before the pandemic. I was doing a tour and um, yeah, we packed that day up and it Funny thing is, you would think that I would be tired, but like my young 20s year old body was just like, nah, keep, let's keep going. Let's keep, I keep adding more shows. Yeah. But my agent was like, wait till we get to the bed, buddy. <laughs> ah, your agent's like, slow down a little. <laughs> yeah, dude, when we went to Lost Lands, I mean, we only went from Thursday to Saturday and we left mm-hmm. back home Sunday because we just could not do the full weekend. Yeah, and I remember just like go, heading to the airport, and I was like, "This same body did not go on a full bender for 
four days at a festival, <laughs> let alone camping. Like, Dude, there's no way. Like, I it, it bothers me even more because like the campers, they're like spending like, what is it? Like two to 300 bucks or something like that. Yeah. For, for, and yeah. that's a group, right? Like two to 300 bucks per group. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. And then plus like you have to like deal with the whole camping situation for the two to three days. Mm-hmm. Pretty much no shower. So like, right. and then I'm seeing like, tweets floating around of someone eating fucking someone's butt cherry and then i'm just like (laughs) how is that like what is that going through your head this is three day festival this person probably hasn't showered who knows and you're just digging your face in there disgusting but dude right and like for me i don't want to camp because of the food situation too like i remember the one year i did camp I woke up at 7 a.m. and I, cause I wanted to use the showers before anyone else, first of all. And then I was super hungry. And so the only thing available was like $16 chicken and waffles, you know, that, that, that too is like heightened, like hiked price of like Mm -hmm. food where I was, I I did like buy some food, even though we like, when I was playing uh, the pandemic year, I think it was 2021. uh, They did have food, but there were like time slots to it. You missed it. You missed it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So like every time I missed it, I was just like, fuck, now I got to go like buy a $17 fucking waffle (laughs) that that I could probably make at home for $2. Yeah. Oh, and we were talking about how I spent $40 on two vodka Red Bulls, which is like so expensive. So um, back. Okay. So apparently the year before they they had an open bar concept for the artists in in the backstage. The, the, yeah. the year I was in, they did not have that. So I ended up, so I didn't buy too much because I was just like, I, hey, I'm like, I'm just going to like enjoy the festival the way it is and just like drink water. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up like seeing one of like, I'm not going to name who, but like she, she works at like a merch company. And she told me later that like, dude, I'm not choking like the entire three day festival. I ended up spending $3,000 on just vodka rebels. Three grand. What? <laughs> and I was just like, "What do you mean? You spent on yourself?" They're like, "Well, no, I had a, like I had a group of people, but like, but I was buying." So I was just like, "You're nuts!" <laughs> First of all, three thousand dollars is a down payment on like a secondhand car. Like, fuck you! I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> like, what? I am. I don't have any comment. <laughs> I. There's better ways to use that money, but right, okay, treats their yeah. own. I'm like three grand. I could go on a two week Europe trip for that. <laughs> that's a three day yeah, fucking lost lens fucking wook festival. And you're spending three K on there. What are you doing? Holy crap, man. Must have been the company card. It probably are you sure it wasn't 3000 pesos or something. No, no, it was definitely USD. She, she, she came from Canada and I was just like, that's, this is wild. Ooh, and Canada too, because their dollars less than ours. So that yeah, so I'm guessing that probably was about 45 mm-hmm. in Canadian, bro. I don't know, absolutely I, insane. I'd much rather just stay at home. <laughs> I know. At that point, it's like you can get a better view from the live stream. That's what my dad always says. My mom's like, "Do you want to go to the big game?" And he's like, "I'll just watch it from my couch. Like I can see everything and I'll be comfortable." I'll wear my jersey. I'll mm-hmm. paint my face. No problem. But yep. I'll stay right on my couch. <laughs> Got my beer. <sighs> wow. That's another thing that I don't get is like, like, I mean, I guess the experience alone, like for, okay. So (laughs) I, I never went to a hockey game in my entire life. Uh, For the first time I ever, I went to a hockey game. It was a home game uh, in Edmonton. 
And uh, my buddy was like, you have never seen a hockey game. You have to come see. It's it's an experience that you would enjoy the most. And I'm just like, I kept on telling her, I was like, I've seen it. Like, I know what happens. People fight, like whatever, like Mm -hmm. don't care sports. So um, he's like, no, you gotta come. So once I went there, it wasn't so much of just like watching the game happen. It was like, it was a home game and everyone was in it together. It's kind of like live shows. If you kind of like look at it, it's like looking at a stage in a rink area and then you're actually like involved at this point. So I guess like that part is only given when you're there. But when you watch it off the TV, you have the luxury of like sitting down and just like conversing and call someone or like, you know, be at home. But you won't get the experience that you could get at a live ring or um, a live stage. You know what I mean? So though there might be some people who are just like, I need to save money. I'm going to sit on the couch. But I bet there's people who are just like, nah, I need to experience this shit live. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's like the adrenaline rush too. Like mm. when I'm deep in the stage and I'm there with all my friends and there's exactly. like fan clackers everywhere, <laughs> you know, oh, it's, just, <laughs> it's a different vibe. Ban fan clackers, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ban fan clackers. God. 22. <laughs> so how, how, yeah, did, for- how, how did this thing come about? Like the dubstep FBI? I wanted to ask you guys that question. Oh, oh, so you now you're interviewing the, us no, on our podcast. No, I well, not even flip it. Like, I feel like it, it's so important to ask people who have this like kind of thing going. And I feel like people don't get to explain themselves, if, even though they're there for like I'm, I'm guessing this is a podcast that's going to be uploaded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but absolutely. I but I'm getting I, I don't know how many times you guys have talked in the podcast about yourself. You know, not really, which is yeah. like I appreciate you asking that question because I love to talk about myself, you know. Of course. So I, I just want <laughs> I just because like I, I, I seen some some interviews just like floating around on like Instagram reels and like Instagram posts. But like I was I've always seen that name does FBI, but yeah. like I just I don't know how that came to me. So I just want to know how, how y'all start and stuff. Well, oh, I'll turn it over to Chrissy because it was initially her idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back, so I grew up in Denver. I've always been a raver. Like I would always go to Red Rocks during high school and stuff. And then I went to my second EDC Vegas in 2019. And that was like the first major festival where I actually got to meet my internet friends in person. And I met like dozens of them. I was like, Oh my God, like, I love this feeling of being able to connect with people. Um, I was just so happy and excited about it after EDC that I got back to the hotel room and I was like, how can I create a community where not only my friends who are like tractor DJs can put out their mixes on? Cause like, that's really what I wanted was like a a platform basically for them to put mixes on. But how can I create a community where we can all feel this like sense of warmth outside of the show? And so I came up with the name dubs of FBI, which is filthy beat inspectors. So it's kind of like a, a play on words. It's the filthy beat inspectors. That's so dope. Yeah. And then, um, it was winter of 2019 and I had a logo and I had this idea, but I was like actually a little too scared to launch it by myself. And so I told Jesse about it and she really gave me that push. She was like, no, like I'll jump in on on it with you. Like I'll help you do socials and marketing. Like we got this, like she was the one who hyped me up to the point where we actually launched it in January of 2020. True. So, so it's, it's been almost like two years of just like constant podcasts and like interviewing people. We, so we started out with mixes and then COVID uh-huh. hit and we did live streams, which actually like kind of launched us, you know, okay. COVID everyone was on their screen. So we were yeah. just like doing a huge content dump and like getting our tractor DJ friends to throw down <laughs> on Twitch. 
And so dope. It, it wasn't until I think it was in August of 2020 where yeah. I don't know how we got this idea. We were like, no one's interviewing dubstep artists like we should. Definitely not. Y'all, y'all do. He, that's huge steps for like bringing the community around. Like that's, I feel like that's the coolest part about our community as dubstep people. Like there's always going to be like the community as like the major component because you want to make sure that like everyone's striving with like that scene, regardless if whether it be dubstep or drum and bass or anything. But I feel like us bass people are just like, now nah, we got to like, we got to be together and we got to like, help each other and stuff, which is sick. I feel like that's always been like the typical plur of like mm-hmm. everything, which is dope. I'm so happy you guys are doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're just all about bringing the community together and hyping others up, lifting others up. And, you know, we may not know it all. We don't want to, we want, we know that we can learn from others. And we also want, you know, to help artists like you and just see, other, we want other people to see that you're, you're a normal person too. And that yeah. anyone can do it and just hear your side of the story and exactly. just have it be very casual, you know, like it's not very cookie cutter where it's like, we have a list of questions and then you ask each question. It's just very casual, just a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we just like to have fun, you know, <laughs> as, as it should be. I remember I, I, I had a full interview with UKF and mm-hmm. my man over there had like questions that I never thought that I would be interviewed about. And he, he had it written. So it felt very like, you know, answer this, answer that. But mm-hmm. it was due to the fact that it was an article. You know what I mean? Like a UKF, like full article on me. And then mm-hmm. that's when I understood. I was just like, all right, that makes sense. But if it's like a good conversation, I feel like that's so much better of a hit. Cause like, it just feels right. Cause you get to yeah. know everyone. No, exactly. And like, we don't really know production at all. Like, we're not here to ask you what your breakdowns are or like (laughs) any, like the most will be is like, do you prefer Fruity Loops or Ableton, you know? (laughs) So like, it's kind of fun because the artist gets to just chit chat and like, we're really just here to have jokes and have fun and stuff. So fair enough. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. But I mean, since then, now we have a street team of over 20 people around the nation and you know we have reporters so we're always always covering dubstep news and releases and stuff like that you have a street fucking team <laughs> yeah what our, our agents yeah our eyes and ears. <laughs> no shot there's dubstep <laughs> fbis everywhere there are yeah almost at every <laughs> festival every state no <laughs> are they just walking with like a headset and like a microphone they're just walking Right? No shot. That's sick. That's we so were cool. we were joking that we need to get like a citation, like a notepad with Dubstep FBI citations, like one of those gummy ones where you rip it off and there's like a carbon copy, and you can fill out like who's getting the citation and for, like a quick blurb of like for what and like what they're when they're due and stuff, and just hand it to people at the show. That's the funniest thing, honestly. That's so cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I we need to do that. that. <laughs> the brand lends itself to like so much brand identity stuff, like. We always say that we're investigating people, like we've uncovered details, like it's literally <laughs> endless, the possibilities. Yeah, you guys, you guys could potentially like do a, like a true dubstep instead of a true crime. And that'd be hilarious. True dubstep. <laughs> oh my God. I love that idea. That would be hilarious. Right. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like keeping my notepad of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, turning back to you actually. Um, out of curiosity, well, you did start the Hardtooth Records. Yeah, I did. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I guess what inspired you to launch this and, you know, what um, is your vision for it? Okay. So um, 
I'm going to be honest. I'll be full uh, transparent on this part. Um, when I was when I was working with Never to Die, it, it was great. Uh, the label was amazing. They supported me through and through. Um, no matter what I did, they just like, no, we know you. We like you, your family, blah, blah, blah. Um, um, I'm really close with Maria Southgate, who is uh, also mm -hmm. Never to Die's marketing and uh, product management. Um, but she, she, had, she actually moved to Canada recently. But anyways, um, so to both of us, when we were speaking to each other, uh, it was big news that it, they just decided to just cut like cold turkey. So we all just kind of like felt kind of like weird and almost lost. Um, and I wasn't the only person in that shoe, I guess. Like there was like people like Must Die and like uh, Lax, uh, even Zomboy. And like a lot of other people on the label were just like kind of lost. They had no idea what to do. But um, fortunately, I was speaking to the label manager quite a lot, uh, TJ. And he... Um, I, I was just like so like demotivated almost at that point because I was just like man like I don't want to go to this label I don't want to shop again like I'm past that kind of like concept you know what I mean so it kind of mm -hmm. like it, it uh, building your like even though you have a good resume you could probably go to a label and start like pitching yourself but um, the discography I had with Never Said I um, the amount of music I have is is what like kept it standard for me. So for me to think that I had to build another discography and catalog with another label, I was just like, damn, like that's so much more work at this point. Mm -hmm. Like why bother do something like that when I can start my own and just push myself and the community that I represent. So um, the label concept was honestly, was lingering in my head since I started Dr. Rosie, really, I wanted to start a label for a very long time, but uh, I think I had like this like free download label, which was going to be something it was called Signal Records, mm -hmm. but it, it like the logo got stolen by like someone else. So we just kind of cut it because we we're just like, we're not going to sue these guys because we're yeah. like, we're dubs of producers. We don't make that kind of money. Right. But um, we finally uh, came up with the idea Hard Tooth. And um, I, I'm fortunate that like, TJ from Never to Die is like kind of mentoring me. And then um, I've got a perfect manager who's actually also managing the label, who is doing both ends of my project and the record label. So we're trying to like push the community guidelines on it, like where I want my community from like Twitch streams. Cause like I, I constantly hear feedbacks of like uh, what people want me to do on stream. So when I listen to other people's music, I also get inspired to like, maybe you should release it on my label because this is a community that we're kind of growing anyways. And yeah, it's it's a win-win for like the community and I. So it's great. I, I love that factor right now. And it's, it's such a baby stage right now. Like, I feel like it's it's growing, but it has the potential and it feels nice. It feels new. Um, like, it, it just feels like uh, a new beginning for my end and a new concept and a new project. And if it wins, it wins. If it fails, I don't really care either, to be honest. But it was a good, you know, good idea for me. That's so cool. Yeah, we consult a couple artists who do self-releases and, you know, we're always like, hey, maybe you should consider starting a label. And it, it freaks them out when you say that, but you're like, you don't have to start a label in the sense where it's like 
full 100% on socials, you're signing other artists, like just kind of start it quietly and then release your music under it. Like no one Mm -hmm. has to really know, but I feel like building that equity in yourself and your brand, like that's going to get you really far. That's longevity right there. It it definitely is. But at the same time, like (coughs) my label is so small and it's so tiny that uh, I don't have uh, that much of a manpower, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. or woman power. Um, I just like, um, it's pretty much me, um, my manager, um, uh, Dioxide, who's like the, the marketing and product manager. And then we have our in-house artist who is doing all the illustration and it's just all four of us, but it's, it's time consuming on my end because not only I'm running a label, I also have to run my business, which is Dr. Ozzy as well. So like when there's a song that's coming out. I'm doing the motion graphics for it. I'm creating video assets and all that stuff for the artists that are like signing with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is quite like, I, I guess that will be the part where you got to build a team that like can help you out with that stuff. But I, I could totally see when people get like a little scared from that concept, but I was too. I mean, it did scare me the moment I was just like, I got to make a label happen, but I don't know if, if it's going to be too much work, but mm-hmm. um, I finally got like, honestly over that fear. And then I just kind of fucking did it to be honest. And it worked out. Is it okay if I swear? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I would be offended if you didn't swear. Okay. Cause that's my salt <laughs> and pepper. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> I curse like a sailor. So sweet. Yeah. Okay, good. Sweet. No. Sweet. Yeah. Running a label is a lot of work. Um, I don't know if you knew, but Christy and I are the label managers at Welcome Records. And so we oh, help, what? we run everything from A&R. The only thing we don't do is distribution. We work with Create. So do we. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a Create. lot of work, dude. Like, you, you know, you got to, you know, communicate with the artists and the artist managers, get the mood board on what they want the art to look like, mm-hmm. work with art, with the graphic designers to create animations and the artwork. And sometimes right. the artwork may not be what you want it to be. And so you got to so, take that loss and then, you know, we, then you got to build out a rollout plan. And then, you know, we have like songs coming out every week. So it's like, you want to be able to give attention to all of these each, tracks yeah. as much as possible and not make it seem like you just forgot about it because sometimes you know we'll release on friday and then we have another one coming out the following friday so then we have to announce it monday and you know do the whole see i've i've all out i talked to my team about that i was just like man like we can't we can't do every friday mm-hmm. that's that's i feel like um i feel like i want to focus on that release for the two-week span that it does have which mm-hmm. is like yeah. the rollout plan to it and then the rollout after it you know what i mean i feel like that also is just as valuable uh it's unfair for the like for the release that happens before the next one because they might get more of a marketing than the other one uh but yeah no i've dealt with it just recently with the artwork bullshit i hated it uh where there's just like no we want this and that i was just like come on man like yeah. i only got i only got this like razor thin margin budget like keep mm-hmm. <laughs> the fuck around literally um, and you have to have a canvas an out now asset you know youtube crop story it, teaser that's all me that that all I, that's all i have to do i oh i'm God. literally doing every single one of them <laughs> are you doing in uh, after effects yeah uh, i'm pretty like well versed with uh, after effects um so like i mean like over the years like that's the only plugin that i've used for motion graphics so, I mean, not plug in what I'm saying, software. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'm 
really good at it. Um, whenever I need help, I always ask like one of my friends who works at DNEG. Do you guys know where DNEG, what, what DNEG is? I don't think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. DNEG is like a pretty big graphic visual effects company. They're, they're like, yeah, D-E, oh, sorry, D-N-E-G. Uh, they've done like mo- like literally every Marvel movie. And like oh, uh, they've done quite a lot, like even Lord of the Rings and stuff. They're mostly uh, really good at like creature designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Character so, animation. Yeah. But my buddy works there and he does the motion graphics and for that. So I always ask him for questions. So that's I'm, a good plug, dude. Yeah, he's my best friend, actually. Wow. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I can't get this to look the way I want or like, yeah. I don't know what effect to use. Well, it's honestly like I never ask about like obvious questions, which is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you copy or paste? The but Google, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if I would ask him, do you have like because After Effects has like this option to use expressions which is mm-hmm. now getting into coding and I am not that nerdy. So I just ask him. So I was like, what kind of expressions do I use for this? And then he tells me this one. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The art stuff is a whole handful. I, I'm just happy that like, because I know motion graphics, like the label has some video assets, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would have been another like cost that mm-hmm. I would have had to like fish out for another person who had to do motion graphics. It would have been crazy. Dude. Yeah. That's like 200 bucks at minimum per, per release. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of assets. That's literally mm-hmm. like Instagram stories, Instagram reels, TikTok, shorts, like yep. all of the social platforms. And now there's so many social platforms that you got to hit every single one of them. And it's just <laughs> literally. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, oh my so God. It, it never ends. I remember when we first started Dubstep BI and like a year after into it, I was like, never, uh, you'll never see me on TikTok. I'm never going to start a TikTok. Hell no. And now that's like what we need. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like one of be- our biggest platforms now. <laughs> Literally one of our biggest platforms. And now we I've, have to like constantly be posting on uh, it. It's, it's so annoying. Cause like, I, I want, I, I really want to, um, like try my best to be on TikTok, but like, I, I just can't put a face on. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have to do something to please someone. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I did music for. You know what I mean? I just did music because I was like, this helps me just not be a fucking psychopath. So, like, it just helps me be me because I just get to, you know, have that daily dose of serotonin. But when I look at TikTok and I always, like, record myself but I look at it I just like this is this is absolute garbage I'm deleting this shit and I'm like literally throwing my phone off the balcony I don't care like I hate this shit yeah no at first when TikTok started getting big last year we I was like oh hell no you won't catch me dancing or doing like dance trends or whatever but now it's basically just us like doing stupid shit at the rave like holding up a calculator in the crowd or something like that's okay. the kind of stuff we post. <laughs> so I, I found a little cheat sheet, if anything, like recently, um, pretty much like a week ago, if anything, um, since I'm doing Twitch streams, I have these like hidden gems that like when people ask me questions, I kind of like explain it to them. And I'm like, this is what I could post on TikTok. I already did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just got to mm-hmm. chop it up. And I actually aligned my next six weeks with like TikTok and shorts videos. So I'm just like happy about that. My manager's like, cool, good interactions. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> People just like show videos too. Like, you know, we'll just, we don't even purposely create content for TikTok. The only time we ever do that is if, you know, Christy and I are traveling out of the country. Okay. 
we'll just find a cool little area that has like a cool statue in like Iceland or something. And we'll just be Mm -hmm. like headbanging. Like being around oh, yeah. the world. I've seen those. I've <laughs> yeah. seen those. I remember that's the only the... Yeah, that's like really the only content where we purposely make it for TikTok because people just it's love it funny. when you're like in a different I'm, country and you're heading. I'm in. following you guys either. It just showed up. <laughs> Which one was it? I think it was like some sort of like um it was a statue, but then there was another one that the I binoculars. No, not the binocular okay. ones. But you, <laughs> you both were like wearing a jacket and like a uh, beanie, I think. Oh, oh yeah, I think that was the one we were in hiking. the car. Oh, hiking with headbangers or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. What? What is? Is mm-hmm. this? Is this still dubstep FBI on TikTok? Uh huh. Yeah. There and then there's yeah, dumb so, ones that just go yeah. viral. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. But a lot of other videos are just show videos. Right know? on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it helps you know promote music basically like how, how do you guys feel about tiktok though like do you do you actually think that this is a platform that like like is a make it or break it or is it like a good uh platform to like be heard and be seen and then after that like you kind of continue like do you think it's better for like the generation that is coming up as like dubstep or or any like music producer who's like trying to come up do you think that tiktok will be the platform to start off rather than Instagram. I wouldn't Facebook. start on TikTok. I would start on Instagram probably or Twitter. Like what I always tell artists, like what is your strongest platform right now? Okay, mm-hmm. focus on that then. Right, um, okay. Because like you get to the point with TikTok where if you're just forcing yourself to make TikToks, it comes off as really inauthentic. And right. I think it, it could be like a detriment to your brand. But then you also have the artists like the um, gym talk guys who are like these hard style, like big buff guys who are playing right, their right. songs on TikTok and they're getting like a million spins from okay. their videos. Because like, I always see like, man, the nitty gritty, like he's always posted and he's 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 good at it. Mm-hmm. By good, I mean he is posting regularly. So I'm just like, is that what it is now about TikTok? Like where you got to post regularly and you want to be like, notice so you just post there or do you think you, you just stick with like your good old old-fashioned instagram old-fashioned <laughs> i mean i think it's a really good platform to promote yourself promote your music i mean a lot of a lot of the dubstep community is on tiktok so right yeah you yeah. know using the right hashtags uh-huh. like kezo for example he wasn't on tiktok before and I- now he just started posting all the content that he was posting on instagram as reels he was posting mm-hmm. it on tiktok as well and now that, that's the like thing growing. that like bothers me too is it's like when producers or music guys like uh like every music artist i feel like they're just gonna make one content post it on three different places where yeah. it just kind of sucks like because you wish that was like a one area one to fit post all. that one yeah fits all. and i think uh i think youtube might do it <laughs> <laughs> we I do think, it sometimes yeah i feel like um the platform youtube uh could potentially kill the whole like you know you have to post on everywhere but now i feel like shorts are coming in and mm-hmm. they're actually putting like i, I think they put like 100 million dollars as funds uh for like people to like create content on youtube shorts so they're just giving out like a thousand dollars everyone it's like an is, incentive yeah and same thing with instagram reels so like they're mm-hmm. really trying to like crush tiktok like from every way possible but i don't know i don't think tiktok is just like 
going to die from that at all. I like it because it you go on TikTok and it's not like location based at all. Like you go mm-hmm. in and it's just kind of like you're walking into a portal where you could be watching a video from a year ago, but you have no idea. You have no idea who your audience is or like who's even following you and where they're from really. There's no right. like location service. Mm-hmm. So that's what's interesting about TikTok. But yeah, I mean, Instagram, like they're now paying us to post reels. Uh, it's right. like a few cents a reel, but right. like, it's still an incentive. Yeah, no, I mean, like it's great, but- I- <laughs> they don't care about Canada clearly I tried to sign I was trying to sign up for it they're just like nah (laughs) America only they're like like, you wish (laughs) I was just like Like, the funny part is they used to give me notifications be like do you want to make money I'm like yes I do I think someone's probably texting no I thought I was popular but I'm not don't you hate that when you're like working and you're like, I should check my phone. I bet people are hitting me up. And then you no. stop what you're doing and you look and it's like no nothing. notifications. And you're not just even like, like, yeah, not, not even, even like the screen time. <laughs> yeah. The most I'll get is just like Gmail spam. <laughs> right. Yeah. That too. Or like, like I have this like weird, um, I tried to like watch my weight. What is this fucking app called? Uh, better me. And it gives me a notification. So I feel like I have friends, but it's just the app. I hate that. <laughs> it's such a buzzkill, dude. R.I.P. Well, we have what we call the lightning round. I'm sure if you've seen our podcast around the internet. Um, I, I have not heard about the lightning round, though. <laughs> Got some stingers in here. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to basically spit some questions at you. Like, these are actual questions that we wrote down, and we're okay. going to put you on the spot. But it's meant Sick. to be fun. Just try right. to answer as quickly as you can. Okay. I love anxiety. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Everyone always thinks we're going to grill them. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first one is if a bison stomps in the field, but no one is here there to hear it. Did it really happen? What? If the bison stop, what? Say it's it again. A, no one yeah. is there to hear it. Did it really happen? If a bison stomps. If, and there's no one in the field to hear it. Right. Uh-huh. Did I get the question wrong? Mm-mm. But yeah, I mean, it did happen because the bison is just hanging out. My dude's just like stomping away. He doesn't, he don't care if anyone's there. He's just stomping. So then in that same vein, would you rather stomp the bison or would you rather have the bison stomp you? Uh, whoa. Um, I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want any stomping to be recurring, uh, but I would, I would much rather want the bison to stomp me in my life. Let's go. Ground pound, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled that one off your Twitter. I saw you you used that as a caption. My Twitter? I think so. Yeah, and, or like on Instagram a couple of weeks ago or something. No for way. For your new song. Oh, that's probably Nathan. Just like he, oh. he gets. <laughs> now, honestly, Nathan, my my social social media manager for the label manager management and me, like he he knows me and the way I speak, so he just does it. So I'm just like, you do boo. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny because like. <laughs> After talking to you for like 45 minutes, I would have guessed that was something you would say. Yeah, no, Nathan knows me inside out. Uh, well, my humor, if anything. He knows my humor really well. Um, I'm actually seeing uh, him uh, at Riverside in LA. I'm playing on the 27th. Ooh, which Riverside, motherfucker. Yeah, Fun. exactly. <laughs> I just said that the moment my manager said, like, you're playing there. I was just like, oh, shit, Riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been there in a minute. Should be interesting. Where, where, where are you guys from? I'm from San Diego. Okay. But we both, and, and Christy's from Denver. We both live in Denver. Okay. Okay. I was in Denver not too long ago. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Face offs, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I was playing mm-hmm. for uh, Amplitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I I love Dom. He's amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah, he throws. How a was bunch the show? Uh, it was really good, actually. Um, they because like last time I played there was probably three years ago, uh, for Dom. And yeah, um, they they really vamped up the venue by a lot. Uh, <laughs> the venue looks really cool from what I remember I played before. Um, there's new sound. There's like el- there's an LED wall now somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, still really close to my back of my head, but yeah, the good <laughs> old basement, man. Yeah, no, shit was sick though. It was really, really cool show. Um, I, I think that was the show where, fuck, I don't know how to like. Uh, this guy came up and he legitimately told me I don't know how to act to like react to this this stuff. And he started tearing up and his eyes started watering and. It's, it's loud as fuck like i'm literally right beside there's no green room so i'm just beside this stage there's no green room yeah <laughs> yeah and um he just came up and he he starts cheering up and he's just like i'm just gonna let you know but I, I my name is this i was like yeah and then he goes your music saved my life and like i don't know how to take that brick of emotion like especially in a loud environment i don't know how to be emotion back i don't know if that's like me not being an empath or something i don't know but i feel like that's such a conversation that i don't know how to respond to so i just i said oh fuck well i hope you feel better now and i just left it there because i don't i don't know how to respond to such an emotion Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, 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 the song that he was talking about was, was pitchfork and fire. And I made that song and literally just like sweating in my buck, like in my underwear and just like just <laughs> fucking doing shit all smoking bunch of fucking cigarettes. And that's all I did. There was no emotion fucking contacted to it. I was just making a banger. That's all I was trying to do. Yeah. But my dude just came up and it was like, it's in my life. And I was just like, fuck, like how am I? What do I do here? <laughs> yeah. And then that's one of those where like after the show, you're like, oh, I should have handled that a little differently. And I, you're like, I felt ah. bad. I felt bad because like because I, I understand like maybe he had an emotion a connection to it. And I did give him a hug and I said, like, I hope you have a good night. Blah, oh, blah, that's blah. Good. Leave, leave it at that. But like, I didn't know with that sentence, what was I supposed to do with <laughs> that information? Cause I couldn't get it. Cause I, I never thought that someone would come up to me and be like, this saved my life. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm like, glad. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that you are safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best I could say, but I didn't know what else to do. But Denver was that show um but yeah i mean next time like you guys should definitely come to the show uh mm-hmm. next i think we're doing the phase two um after december and we're actually so before we keep we'll keep the lightning round going um i am going to do hard tooth showcases only in canada to okay. start with so i'm going to do showcases going from uh vancouver like pretty much from east to west um all the way to like Montreal or even hopefully like Nova Scotia. But um, if that goes really well, we might be doing showcases in America. And if America goes well, then we might be doing showcases in Europe. So we're definitely doing Denver. That is like hundred percent. It doesn't make sense to not to, uh, mm-hmm. but it's already in progress. But if I do my phase two tour and I hit up Denver again, you guys should definitely come. 
Yeah, absolutely. We would love yeah. to. That'd be great. Just yeah, let us we'll know. keep an eye out. Um, but we're always down. Like if you want to get food or drinks or like show you the hot spots in town, like we're here. I doubt. I, honestly, it's the worst when like I don't have like, <laughs> I was playing um, with Seattle. Uh, it was me, Bomber and Point Blank. And we were playing a show together. And and everyone was just like, all right. Um, well, first I asked, hey, do you guys want to like go out to eat? Like, I'm starving. And mm -hmm. they were like, oh, no. Like, first Bomber said, like, I'm not coming because, like, um, I've got friends to, like, hang out with. They're going to, like, pick me and take me to the venue. I was like, all right. And then Point Black goes, I've got friends, too, that, like, good. <laughs> and then I'm at the hotel, and I'm just like, I guess I'll just order pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, well, I don't have any friends. I yeah. don't know anyone here. <laughs> Most people don't realize that, like, <laughs> It's a lonely ass fucking job to be a DJ, mm -hmm. but uh, I mean, I asked for it, so I don't really care, but I like, I'm mentally prepared to like not have friends. It's like solo but, traveling almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I feel like other things make up for it. Like when I'm like at the airport, I get to like people watch or like, mm -hmm. I, I that do this makes weird... up for it. Yeah, like I, I do this be a like- creeper. Yeah. <laughs> I do this no, like stupid game of like just putting a story behind someone. I don't know if you guys did that, uh, but I, I still do it to this day. It's like this childish habit of mine where I look at an individual and I create a entire life story about them. And then I just leave it be and I just continue making a little life story about someone. You're else. like the only person at the whole airport who's not on their cell phone then. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be on my phone and then I'll be like, okay, it's been like an hour and a half of TikTok. Let's just like get off yeah. this for a bit. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. All right, it. well, like I said in the beginning, we were looking for short answers and that was a 10 minute answer. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're detained. <laughs> you are, you're getting, you're receiving a citation for that. That's sweet. Your first one. <laughs> I get served in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> we have agents in Montreal, so. Oh, true. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> badass. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll take this one. All right. Yeah. Which one do you prefer, Insta Live or Twitch? Twitch. One thousand percent Twitch. That that's just fucking sick. Like honestly, like okay, to be honest, I'm actually like I am thinking about moving over to YouTube because uh, mm -hmm. the algorithm on Twitch is actually pretty ass. Like it's they're they're not they're uh i feel like you have to market yourself on other platforms to get people to come to twitch yeah which is kind of like drive traffic yeah that's unfortunate with youtube i feel like it kind of just goes like you're live and then people get to find out uh and then like i don't know but twitch is working out really well so far but i will be switching to youtube eventually cool yeah we'll keep an eye out if we do see that you streaming do you ever like tweet that you're streaming or when yeah you well it, it's been like honestly it's been like almost three and a half years of me streaming every tuesday wednesday oh cool yeah so i start at 11 a.m est so i would go like three hours of that and i talk about like bunch of shit it's it's quite a lot of fun actually sweet yeah we'll jump in the chat next time do it all right all right <laughs> so which city would you say is the true base capital of okay. the world of the world okay um, 
I want to say De- Denver I, girls here. So I know I want to <laughs> say Denver, but like, man, I I'm I've been to many. So I'm I if I were to say in America, Denver, 100 percent. um, Yeah, Denver would take the cake of like base capital, because every time I've come there, like there's there's people to like come see me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I've never had like a bad show over there. If there's a bad promoter, of course, that's a different story. But uh, yeah, like Denver is definitely that. Um, in the world, I would say uh, Paris takes the cake. Wow. Yeah. That's Paris. Yeah. Wow. Those French yeah. guys do love dubstep. Yeah. No, I, I played Animals. Um, and that show, that was actually my first show that I ever played on CDJs. And I fucking train wrecked that set. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the worst part about it is that I was closing for excision. <laughs> oh my god, so nerves. So, so I was just like, and they had such a system that like I never seen CDJs move because of the subs. So like they were moving across, so I had to kept like grabbing them, putting them back together, oh, and wow. it was so loud because of excision. He came through, mm-hmm. so they're just like, we gotta put every PK sub possible. Um, but sounds about right. Uh, I played uh, Animals again. Uh, it was a back-to-back with... Uh, it was like a, a black label back-to-back. Mm-hmm. It was like me, Trampa, Backlight. Oh, and uh, we wow. did like a full thing. And yeah, Animals was the coolest thing I ever played. And there was so many people, like rampage-worthy amount mm-hmm. of people. So, so yeah, Denver, it, it's the base capital of North America then. Yeah. I would say okay. that hundred percent. Okay, okay. Um, we'll take it. Yeah, y- y'all got your own continent. You know, yeah. like this is <laughs> you. And then um, the other one, I would say in South, I would say it's Argentina, hundred percent. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. Huh. Argentina. Interesting. Uh, what was the fucking Buenos Aires? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Damn. was that like place. Dubstep? Yo. It was so crazy. It was a UKF show. It was me down Lake Phase One, um, and Metrics and Future Bound, and it was such a show because like I had pictures of me floating around around Instagram, hashtag Where's Doctor Rosie, something like that, or like something in Spanish, and then uh, there was just pictures of me just like hanging out in the balcony, and then everyone keeps taking pictures of me to find where I am. So I had never, I had never felt that celebrity esque like feeling so i was just like hey yo like paparazzi and shit like ah! so <laughs> at the end of the show they told us that like we have to like stick with the security because there's people outside waiting for you guys to like say hi and we we're like what like there's like five six people no they open the door there's legit a crowd screaming to get our attention so we can walk to our van literally one direction all the way i was feeling like zayn malik like Holy. ten thousand times and i was just like this is fucking sick I love this shit. I want to come back here. <laughs> Argentina? Wow. Like, yeah. you probably had never been there before. No, no. That was my first time oh ever being in, in Buenos Aires. And uh, that was the coolest show that I ever played. Um, Mexico is another, like, one of my highest ones. But, yeah. like, I've, I have, I've only played, like, once in both cities, right? But um, everyone tells me Mexico City is definitely a South American, like, capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for base music but um yeah those cities that i played buenos aires and mexico city definitely craziest shows i've played wow 
I'm gonna remember well, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, Mexico, like I find it easy to believe, but Argentina, yeah, I always <laughs> saw, I always seen it as like a techno and house. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I, I was, but, I was yeah. surprised myself, but it was a sold out show. It was like it was a really good lineup, and it ended up selling out completely, and it was. It was great. That was, uh, I stage dive there. That was my last stage dive. <gasps> stage dive? Oh my god! Yeah, that was my last stage god dive damn. ever. Yeah, I, I <laughs> after that, I never did it again because I, I felt I felt bad for the girl that was under me. I actually saw her when I was flying. <laughs> oh my god! So and then you're I, like, this is too late. <laughs> yeah, like, what am I supposed to do? Rewind? No, but like, yeah. <laughs> I, but I just kind of looked at her. And I was just like, oh, you're about to get my like back onto your head. Like, <laughs> And I'd say she had her face like, like puss in the boots face, like you know, like just oh no, like it's <laughs> like I don't have a choice, make a decision. <laughs> yeah. So she got she got my back right. Over, I felt her imprint like on my back, and I was just like, I'm so sorry. And yeah, some, I, someone get this girl free merch. Yeah. Well, after that, I quit. I was just like, I felt so bad that I was just like, this is actually dangerous. Like I should probably stop doing this. How funny! Damn, you got some crazy stories. Sounds like you're pretty well traveled. Our next question is how many IDs are you sitting on? Um, five finished and hundred something unfinished. Typical. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are your favorite upcomers? Uh, Magic by Leotrix. Um, Dyadic. Uh, mm-hmm. He's good. Um. Skrillex. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. If Skrillex <laughs> is an upcomer, then I don't know. If he's not. <laughs> um, the Carousel Project. Uh, Imanu. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Imanu. Oh, I'm so okay. sad that I missed his set at Lost uh, Lands. He he. I think he has a really good set. Um, he has good music, but I think he he has a little time to go to play a couple more shows mm-hmm. to like get like a perfect set you know what i mean like yeah. the crowd pleasers i think he's kind of doing what he wants to do mm-hmm. but djing is more like what the crowd wants entertainment right? yeah um yeah I, I think those are the top of my head artists we're gonna throw skrillex out of there but yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. yeah. <laughs> um okay this is one of our favorite questions this is, this is actually the one that's gonna put you on the spot okay so fuck mary kill Hi, I'm Ghost, Sultan, Spaghetti. <laughs> That's funny. They're all like good friends of mine. Um, we purposefully did that. <laughs> nice. Fuck, marry, or kill. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would. Uh, I would. A uh, fuck spag. Oh, like oh. in a heartbeat. Uh, I would marry Sultan. I guess I would kill Hi, I'm Ghost. Oh, both of them. Um. No. I mean, can you kill a ghost? Okay. Isn't he already dead? He's already I, dead. Well, so. Unless I'm a ghostbuster. That's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, little The Uno joke. flip card again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we but, need to like throw that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh That'd be God. funny, actually. But no, nah, I would, I would, I'll fuck all of them. I'll marry all of them. And I, I won't kill any of them, to be honest. But yeah, if that was a, that would be the one. Love it. Yeah, and our last interview with Sultan, he was like, "Yeah, I'll fuck Dr. Razi. Dr. Razi, yeah. come on over, bring the condoms, yeah. <laughs> bring the protection." Oh my god, how <laughs> he, funny! He has no filter when it comes to having sex with me. That's for sure. Yeah, 
don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's attracted that to romance you, really. is there. I can I'm, a, I'm, I'm attracted to him too. He's a great individual. Yeah. Very attractive mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Last one here. What is your pre-show routine? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I usually, uh, uh, carry a, uh, red handkerchief with me uh that's usually like what i travel with and i always like before i leave the hotel i'm always like rubbing it i guess it's just like an anxious thing but that's just what my mom gave me so i just keep it with me uh but before i leave i usually do like whatever warm-up i can to get the heart pumping get to the green room start like uh like you know just walking and pacing around i feel like i talk to myself a lot and there you will see like a lot of people like conversing with them in the green room by themselves but i'll be the only guy just like (laughs) going back and forth (laughs) just like pacing and like about 10 minutes or 15 minutes before i will let the stage manager know that like i've got a poo Mm -hmm. and then i'll go poo like the anxious poo comes through. So a I pre-show just, poo. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it ha- every show. It's not been wow. a show that I'm just like, I got shit. Like it happens. I got to go. And then I got, I'm back and I'm just like, wow, I'm ready to fucking play. <laughs> you offloaded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, a shot of uh, liquid cocaine is a drink, which is uh, oh. Goldschlager and Jaeger. And yeah, I'm off. Jaeger. Oof. Yeah, it's like a mixture. It's it's a Goldschlager Jaeger mix, and then I just take that and I'm I'm off after that. I'm ready. But yeah. I mean, that ought to give me the shits right there. That drink. <laughs> yeah, Jaeger is definitely the worst one for poops. Hundred percent. Damn, we'll have to make sure that's on your writer next time. <laughs> well, liquid cocaine is on my writer, but but <laughs> funny thing, I, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how much uh, time I have, but uh, I have. Uh, rum uh cracking on my rider which oh, is the the old yeah exactly actually that is an exact reason because a lot of djs are like gray goose and then all the deck bunnies i don't know if you guys know that term Uh-oh. uh deck bunnies are the girls that like hang out around djs and oh, yeah, deck, call, deck bunny deck like oh a deck bunny yeah like in hot in a hockey like a groupie yeah in a way yeah but like they only surround for the clout like they kind of like hang out like for the insta story yeah they could be the groupie but they're also like just hanging out like just being around there anyways uh or like when you're when you're playing a set they will like kind of like float around in the back like Mm -hmm. on the stage and they're just like what are you doing anyways oh yeah um so those are deck bunnies just like a puck bunny which is like um, a hockey term where they usually date only hockey players anyways so where was I going with the story? Oh yeah, okay. So exactly. deck buddy, yeah. So deck buddies are usually like hanging around the green room and drink my gray goose, like, like literally down it. So I got so upset with that. Every time I played a show, all the deck buddies would just like come in and then they will just finish my bottle and I'll be so pissed at the promoter. I'll be like, why are you like blah blah blah? So I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna have the nastiest dark rub. <laughs> possible and nobody will have it except me so i put fucking kraken in my rider wow so you works, really clearly. yeah you really played that uno card again on the yeah. deck bunnies man yeah no fuck them <laughs> yeah no like uh there's there's a lot of times where you know like christy and i usually we'll only go to shows that we know the artist and you know we'll go and hang out i guess we'll be a deck bunny even though 
Yeah, we're there. There's a difference between when a friend shows up, then a deck buddy just invites herself in the fucking green room. You know what I mean? But even, yeah, even then, like, there are a lot of times where, like, if the artist does not offer us a drink from the writer, we'll just go and buy a drink from the bar because, like, it's just out of respect, you know? Like That is a really, like, good thing to say because, like, a lot of people just kind of assume that, like, when you come to a green room, you, like, once the... <laughs> I've done this mistake where I'll just offer a drink to someone, whether it be a girl or guy, and I'll give it to them, and then they'll be like, oh, sweet, now this bottle is mine as mm-hmm. well. And then okay. they'll just start fucking pouring it in. And I'm just like, right, okay. I'll, I'll just give you one drink, buddy. Like, go yeah. to the bar. <laughs> and it's not like the bottle in the green room is going to refill itself. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm, I usually tell everyone that, like, I'm going to keep my green room closed. It's going only going to be friends and family, and that's all. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, like, people just kind of show up. Yeah, depends on the so, venue too. So yeah, next time in Den- next time you're in Denver, we're just gonna drink all your alcohol without even asking. You know what? I I, I really am looking forward to that because I don't know how you will react after Ooh. drinking a bottle of Kraken. I was gonna say, yeah, gonna have to kidding. bring our other deck bunnies up to help us. <laughs> <laughs> the whole team. <laughs> Actually, if you offer, we'll just pour ourselves a drink, but we'll just give it to other deck bunnies. Or like, imagine you, know. you guys are like deck bunnies. <laughs> giving it all like, yeah them. bunnies unite <laughs> that's funny uh, well that concludes the lightning round right there okay <laughs> that's it for the questioning today okay mm-hmm. Is that, i think wait. i i think we will now release you mm-hmm. but before we let you go do you have any final words that you'd like to say to our audiences who are listening yes um this is a great great thing i absolutely enjoyed this this was so much fun we actually laughed and i I love that factor and you guys are so down to earth you guys are letting me open and i think anyone who comes here you guys are allowing them to open which is awesome um but yeah i think uh that's pretty much the best thing i can say about this this is is really cool and i enjoyed this a lot hell yeah thank you so much you had a great personality too like i enjoyed everything we talked about for sure. Okay. Good. 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 I'm happy. I'm, yeah. I'm usually very shy, but when it comes to like trying to talk to people, I try my best. Yeah. We're not that intimidating. Come on. Okay. Good. We will bite. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Okay. But if you ever come out to Denver, don't worry. You'll have us. We can show you around and Sweet. Yes. hang out. I'll, I'll let you guys know hundred percent. 